Looking to have your groceries delivered? Try Instacart. By following the link in the show notes, you can shop multiple stores, get the products you love from local stores, and get your delivery in as fast as one hour. Plus, Instacart highlights deals to save you money. And for our listeners, free delivery on your first order over $35. Hi, this is Bob Sorrentino from ItalianGenealogy.blog. And I'm here with Desiree Short from Michigan, and we're going to talk about her ancestry searches and roots in Italy. So welcome, Desiree. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. How is it in uh, Michigan today? Um, It's actually going to be a really nice hot day, so um, I'm sure my kids are looking forward to playing outside, and it's nice here. It's nice when we have nice weather. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure it is. So I'm going to start with my typical First question, which is uh, how, why, and when did you start doing your family research? So um, growing up, I always knew I was Italian. Um, Both my grandfathers are Italian. One's 100%, and then my other grandfather is 50%. And, you know, growing up, I always knew I was Italian, but I didn't know a whole lot about my ancestry. Um, About 20 years ago, I looked at the Ellis Island records and I found the ship manifests and that was all really exciting and kind of looking to see, you know, where they were coming from. And, um, but it didn't go past that. Um, you know, that was, that was a long time ago. So, um, at that point, nothing, nothing went farther than that. Um, and then in 2004, I decided to study abroad in Florence. Um, and, you know, I wanted to kind of get back to my Italian roots and, you know, learn the language and um, live in Italy for a semester. Um, And during that semester, my dad came to visit me and we decided to go to the village that his grandfather was from. So my great grandfather was born there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So um, the village is called Campoli Apennino. And it's um, just this mountain village south of um, south of Rome. And it's kind of hard to get to. So we had to, you know, take a train and rent a little car. And um, it was definitely like an adventure um, with my dad. And we knew that we probably had relatives there, but we had lost all connection to them. So I had looked in the white pages and I said, hey, um, they have our last name. Let's just go knock on their door. (laughs) (laughs) um, and that last name is Cornali. Um, it was changed in Ellis Island to Gorno, um, which is kind of a strange change in my opinion. But so we went and, um, here my dad and I walk into this village and I have a little bit of broken Italian because I've been learning Italian. And, uh, the first door we knocked on, um, was this wonderful man and his daughter that his daughter was like the same age as me. So she was in, in, you know, college too. And so, um, they, they were like, no, no, we're not related, but we'll show you the village. And we're like, Hey, you have to be related. This town is so small and you have the same last name. And they're like, no, no, we're not related. I promise you. <laughs> and, uh, they, you know, between their broken English, my broken Italian, we spent a whole weekend with them. They were so kind and welcoming and, um, my dad went and looked up, you know, went to the little courtroom and found the record of his grandfather's birth. And uh, we spent the weekend with them and we left um, our names and our phone numbers and our email addresses. And 
then we were on our way. And we were kind of disappointed we didn't find any family, but, you know, we had such a good experience in the village and it was pretty fun. But um, a couple of years later, we actually heard from family. Um, so <laughs> I'll put this in perspective. So Laura Donna, who is my age, she's at a cafe. It's around Christmas time. And there's all the, you know, the kids that are her age, my age. Uh, they're all hanging out around, you know, one of the cafes, there's a table and they're all talking and someone asked, so have you ever spoke English? Like, have you ever spoke to someone in English? And Loredana goes, actually, a couple years ago, um, these people from America came to the village and, and that's the only time I've really spoke English. And, uh, this other girl, Grazia Maria, was, you know, kind of interested, like, oh, really? Okay, what are their names? Where are they from? And when she said Gorno in Michigan, Grazia Maria, you know, it, it's one o'clock in the morning. She goes, that is my family. I've heard the stories my whole life about my family that immigrated to the U.S. And I know that their name is Gorno and they went to Michigan. She runs home. She wakes up her grandma, her mom. They're crying. Our family was looking for us and didn't find us. And um, and they got on the phone and they called us. <laughs> so um, then I, I've been back to visit her um, probably three different times since then. Um, and I get along great with her. And I just love, you know, seeing her and um, having that connection. Wow, that is so amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's my story from my my dad's side, or yeah, my dad's side. So my mom's side is is a little different. Um, I just started researching this year, um, and I have already found. Um, looking on Family Search, um, I found a relative, a fourth cousin, in in Italy. Um, my my mom's side, um, her father, uh, he was born in Brooklyn. Um, they, I didn't know much about them. Um, his mom and dad, so my great-grandparents came over from, um, my great-grandfather was from a small village called Ferrandina, which is close to Matera. In, uh, and his, my great-grandmother was from Matera. And um, they immigrated to the U.S. and um, they ended up in Brooklyn, New York. And my, that's where my grandfather was born. Um, and they were barbers, which I've heard is a pretty common profession. <laughs> um, and uh, I, don't, I didn't know much about them. So last year, my, all the Caluchis, um, the big family, we went and we did a trip to Italy. And um, at that time, we hadn't made contact with any relatives and um, I hadn't really begun my ancestry search yet. And so just this year, you know, uh, February, I, I started really putting my family tree together and really searching out um, and trying to find relatives and, and connect the dots. Well, that's something. And, um, you know, from, from my end, I mean, that's so great that you, you found people like that. I actually found Italian cousins that I never knew existed through Facebook. Um, my <laughs> my um, grandmother, my father's mom, her last name is Piromalo, which is not a very common Italian name. In fact, it's it's from, um, you know, one of the minor, minor noble families in Naples. 
And uh, I just started looking around and found Pira Malos and <laughs> said, this is my grandmother and this was her mother and this was her father. And, uh, you know, I researched these people and they came back and one, one person in particular, Chinsi, who speaks no English and I don't speak hardly any Italian, uh, she said, yeah, yeah, I know, I know who, who you are. I know who the family is. <laughs> wow. And we were, able, we were able to piece together that my um, great-grandfather was her great-great-grandfather's cousin. Oh, wow. Uh, and so uh, we did all of that. We were supposed to be there in April and meet everybody and have a big lunch with like 23rd and 4th cousins. And of course, that all got canceled. Yeah, <laughs> we're hoping to get um, back to Italy, too. And, you know, we're we're hoping for next um, next fall is what we're putting on our calendar just because of everything that's going on. We just don't know Um but yeah, we're hoping too. And, and at that t- time, um, I'm really hoping to meet some of these relatives that I've connected with. I guess there's, you know, we have relatives in Matera and Ferrandina and um, Lorenzana possibly. And, um, you know, I really want to get there. And um, as time goes on, it, it just becomes more and more important. We'll be right back. Italian Roots and Genealogy is proudly sponsored by Your Dolce Vita and Dawn Matera, connecting people to their purpose in life and continuing their legacy. For more information, contact Dawn at www.yourdolcevita.com. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And we were, we were actually supposed to stay in Matera because my mom's family... Oh is from uh, Torito, uh, which isn't that far away, I guess, uh, you know, in Bari. And, you know, my, yeah. my dad's family uh, and mom's family come from two totally different uh, social uh, stratas, if you will. Uh, you know, dad's family from Naples was um, very well connected, especially my great-grandmother. Uh, her family, I've traced back to Naples and to 950 AD. Um, and oh, wow. mom's family, mom's family were poor farmers, you know, from Bari. And I was so excited when I found somebody that was a seamstress as opposed to a farmer in that family. Yes. <laughs> I, I found lots of farmers and seamstresses in my family tree as well. And, and, and how did you trace your roots that far back? Are you, are you, are you hitting any um, roadblocks or um, I, I've traced some um, some far back, but not not nearly as far back as you have, and and that's kind of been a focus for me this year. Um, I just started on this journey, and I, I would really love to to you know go. I want more information. I, I'm trying to do my best to build this family tree and get more information. Yeah. So I I had. Uh, two roadblocks. The interesting thing on, on the Bari side was pretty easy because for some reason, Bari has some of the best uh, records on the Antonati. All of those were filmed. I don't oh, know if they started nice. there or how that happened. So they were pretty pretty easy to get back to you know, the mid-1700s. On my dad's side, I had uh, two roadblocks. Um, the first big roadblock that I had was with the Sorrentino family. I could not find uh, my dad's 
father at all. I it was just, I couldn't find it. And I knew his first name, I'm sorry, my, my dad's grandfather. I knew his first name had to be Achille because that was my oldest uncle's name. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, my, my dad had passed away, so I couldn't ask him. So I asked his cousin and she was telling me this, Mateo, that she was told Mateo. And that just didn't make any sense to me because there was nobody in the family named Mateo. So um, I finally reached out to um, a genealogist over there and said, look, I have this roadblock and I also have a roadblock on the Piromalo family because even though I was able to find um, my what I, who I believe was to be my third great-grandparents uh, in one of the nobility registers, I couldn't be certain that I was tracing my great-grandfather to them. I was 99% sure, but I don't take anything for granted. Yeah. So they said, uh, they came back and they said, yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, we think we could help you with that. So on the Piramalo side, they found my great-great-grandfather, um, and, um, my, his father was, oh, his parents were the, uh, Count, uh, Giacomo Piramalo from Montebello. And my third great grandmother was Duchess Beatrice Capici Picicelli. <laughs> Those and are what some titles. <laughs> yeah. And what she had done was she, this is, and this is very unusual. She inherited the title of Duchess when her brother passed away. So there must have been no males heirs in the family. So when she got the title, she merged the names Piramalo Capici Picicelli into one name and gave that name to her firstborn son, who became the Duke when she passed away. My second great-grandfather and all of his siblings did not get the full name. They only had the Piramalo name, and that's why I couldn't find them. Uh, but I've since found the records and found my uh, great-grandfather uh, and his father and, and you know, putting them back to the Duchess and all of that. So that was the first big roadblock that I had, and they, he confirmed what I thought. On the Sorrentino side, I couldn't find anything. And uh, this is interesting in that I had been waiting almost a year to hear from them about the Sorrentino family and getting nothing. In fact, I was going to call them and say, look, just, you know, forget about it. You know, if you can't find it, you can't find it. Um, my cousin, who was kind of my go-to person here in America, because she had lived with my grandparents, she passed away. And two days after she passed away, they sent me a dump of all the Sorrentinos. Wow. So, you know... You could say coincidence, or you could say, I don't know, somebody <laughs> nudged somebody someplace. I don't yeah. know. And so they gave me this data dump of all these records, and I found out that I was right. His name was Achille, um, my father's grandfather. Uh, and I have some great records from them because he was actually a lawyer, and I just recently learned from, from here in New Jersey that he ultimately became a Supreme Court um, justice in Naples uh, in the 1800s. Oh, wow. And and his father was a pharmacist. So my my dad's 
father was pretty well connected, um, but not nearly as much as my, my grandmother. So, you know, that's kind of the advice I give to people, you know, most especially in Italy, you, you can find some people who will help you out and they're fairly reasonable. I mean, I think, I think they gave me about uh, 10 hours worth of, of research for about, I think it was about $500, oh, but yeah. I probably okay. got, I probably got uh, from them at least 50 to 75 records that I probably wouldn't have been able to find. And then that led me, that opened the doors to me to find some other stuff. So, so let me ask you, I'm assuming that you've done some, uh, you've, you've done uh, a DNA test, yeah? Yes. And um, I've done a DNA test on Ancestry. And then I'm also on GEDmat, uh, the GEDmatch. Um, and I actually have found, um, you know, relatives and I kind of put together because I knew their last name was in my tree. And um, it's been really fascinating um, just finding that. Um, so our Colucci side, um, we already... I always had heard that my uh, great grandfather had came over by himself um, at the age of 18 um, from Ferrandina and um, was all by himself. Well, turns out his mother and his sister emigrated not that much, um, you know, within 10 years after him. And his sister had a big family in New York as well. And it was amazing that um, I've found relatives just based on my tree um, in the U.S. that, you know, my, my grandpa's cousins, we didn't know he had cousins. And so for the, for the family, you know, the Colucci family, that, that was kind of shocking. See, it's not surprising though. Um, my family has Huntington's disease. Um, my grandfather had Huntington's. Um, we think his father did as well. Um, my mother has it. Um, so it's something that's in our family. So, um, some parts of the Huntington's, um, my great grandfather, I guess, was kind of put in a mental institute because they didn't know at that time what it was. Um, so, you know, losing touch with the relatives and stuff, um, that's not surprising given the nature of the disease. Wow, I didn't realize that they, they had done that. I mean, you know, you do see the, the horror stories out of Ellis Island and, and we just we just saw a, a, a documentary, well, not just, maybe maybe five, six months ago, that was very eye-opening about, you know, not just to the Italians, uh, but to other people. And I did not realize that the terms like imbecile and moron and idiot were all coined at Ellis Island by this one particular doctor who took photos of people. And uh, they, would, they would compare these photos to an immigrant and, and categorize you based on these photos. Wow. <laughs> totally shocking. Yeah, totally it shocking. is. Yeah. Um, and it was and it was solely because, you know, it, it, you know, especially uh, with some of the, um, uh, you know, Southern Italian and, and Slavic mostly where they would would they would do this kind of stuff. Uh, I wouldn't have believed it if I didn't see it and they didn't actually show you, you know, the, the pictures of the people and how they did it. It, it was, you know. Fascinating yeah. and sad at the same time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, so your so your name is uh, Colucci with an oh I have from Bari I have I have family uh, Carlucci C A R L U C C I I think 
it is. Yeah, I've seen there that Carlucci is a pretty um, common name down there. And Colucci is um, pretty common too. We have Colucci and Policelli, which are, are both pretty common names in that region. So I've been, um, <laughs> I, I need to do more research, but I, I've kind of, um, you know, it's, it's hard when you're going through the records and, you know, we have Antonio Colucci and there's four other ones in the village or, um, you know, <laughs> so it's like, oh, well, which one is this? <laughs> I know it is. It, it doesn't get confusing. Well, I have uh, on my, um, I think it's my grandmother's side. I was going through the records on the Antonani and I, and I, and I found uh, my, my grandmother's brother's name was, was uh, Domenico. And, you know, I, knew Uncle Dominic and that that's who he was. But uh when I started doing the research, I found there was Domenico, he died, and then there was Domenico and he died, and then there was Domenico <laughs> and he died, and then there was Domenico and he died. And then finally the the Domenico that I knew made it. Uh, yeah. And I said to myself, I said I get the whole thing about the naming convention, but you know, you would think after the second one, somebody would say, yeah, maybe this isn't the right name for this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was shocked at how many, um, you know, the rate of deaths for babies when I was looking through Antonati, um, the records for my family. I, I just was shocked at it. But, but you know, the records I was looking at were in Matera and they lived in caves. Um, and so you have to think the living conditions couldn't have been that great and having a newborn and um, it, it just was crazy and sad to me looking at the records and, you know, being like, okay, and then you see the, the infant die and then you see another one and another one. And um, yeah, it was very shocking. And um, I could kind of understand why, why some of my family um, came to the U.S. Yeah, no, I know, and and um, my my mother's family came because um, my grandfather had served in the um, uh, war in Libya, and oh wow, uh, and my grandmother said, "You went to war once; you're not going again." But they left my oldest uncle in the care of his grandparents, and. Uh, he, by the time he decided he wanted to come, he had already become of age and he couldn't come. So he didn't leave Italy until around 1949, 1950. So all my cousins from that uncle, uncle were all born in Italy. Wow. And you've made contact with them? Well, no, I mean, we know, I mean, we know them because they came, you know, they came in around 1950. They went to Canada. They had to spend almost five years in Canada before they got to the U.S. So um, I, I want to say they came to the U.S. around, um, I don't know, 1954, 1955 or something like that. Um, so my uncle had not seen his parents for 45 years, and he had never met his brothers and sisters. That's so amazing. Yeah. And now have you looked into dual citizenship at all? You know, I it crossed my mind a couple of years ago. Uh, I'd really like to do it, um, but it's mm -hmm. just so much work, and you got to do all kinds of things, and it takes so long. <laughs> um, one of the things I I 
I have a pretty good connection over there. Uh, she, and in fact, she was the one who was going to help us do the tours, or is going to help us do the tours. Um, her, her company is Italy Rooting, and there's, I think she said about 100 uh, tour places or tour companies in Italy that have got together with the government to try and jumpstart now the economy and tourism and all of that. And she's in charge of the international part, and you know she wants me to be involved in some capacity whenever, that, whenever they're ready for it. Um, but I said to her, I said, I know this is a whacked out idea. I said, but I'll throw it out there anyway. I said, if the Italian government was smart, they would look at, uh, you know, Italian Americans or maybe, you know, European, you know, Italians, whatever, that may want to either, you know, get dual citizenship, come back, buy a vacation home, whatever, um, and allow us to stay longer because you could only stay for, I think, 90 days. Yeah. Uh, allow us to stay maybe 180 days. Uh, allow us to buy property or rent. And uh, eventually, maybe after two years or something like that, uh, if we can, you know, prove our heritage, if you know, fast track us to citizenship. Uh, I have a friend who did it. She did it uh, and moved there permanently uh, about a year and a half ago, and she loves it. Yeah, you know, she loves it. Yeah. So, so that's my 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 answer. Um, you know, that's their retirement dream. So um, as a family, we're gathering all the documents. And like you said, it's a long process. Um, but that's the, you know, that's the dream to get get a place in Italy and um, they want to retire there. And uh, I mean, I remember when I went um, just uh, for um, school there, the process of me getting my visa, um, it was a, you know, a pretty big process. And I would love to just give my, my kids the opportunity to, be able to spend some of the time in Italy and kind of, you know, learn our heritage. And so we are trying to go, you know, we're going, we're starting to collect our documents and, and that's kind of our dream is to get dual citizenship. Yeah. And, you know, she had started it and she was doing it by herself. Eventually I think she did have to get um, some help, but she was down almost to the end and she went to the consulate. She had lived in Los Angeles, and she went to the consulate and had all her papers and everything all there, the way she explained it. Uh, and I actually have a podcast with her. Uh, I'll send it to you so you can listen to absolutely through it. And um, she got there, and they found, I think it was her uh, grandfather's birthday was off by two weeks. Oh, no. <laughs> so she had to go she probably had to go the 1948 route which is what we have to um we have to get a lawyer and it you know it's more expensive but um my grandfather um you know he was born just a couple years after my great-grandfather naturalized so um that breaks the line and oh it is a long process <laughs> yeah, well, she she actually actually I believe her father was born in Italy, so she actually cried, and he told, uh, "Oh, okay, 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 you just go fix it and come back. You don't need a new appointment. When you fix oh, it, come nice. back." <laughs> uh, so she got away with it. But see, in, in my in my family, I I my my mom's parents, I don't believe either one of them ever became citizens um, because oh, I, they wow. didn't really have to. Um, on my dad's family, 
my grandfather became a citizen, but it was after my father was born. So my father was born in 1923, and my grandfather became a citizen, I think, in 1934. Um, and my father's mom, I don't believe, ever became a citizen. I mean, if I did, you know, want to do all of that stuff, I would. Yeah, it's a long process for sure. Yeah, it really is. We're right in the middle of it. <laughs> I mean, I think it should just be granted to me only because, uh, you know, my grandmother's uh grandfather was Prince Luigi of Naples. So I think I should just get it automatically. Absolutely. <laughs> I agree with you. But I don't think they're going to buy that. <laughs> but that, but that was my plea to her. I said, you know, if you, if, if, if the Italians really want to jumpstart their economy, let, you know, a, a, Italians that, and I said retirees, you know, I said like over 60 Absolutely. that can prove, prove that they could, you know, support themselves uh, and have, you know, at least, you know, without all the nonsense, prove some cursory ties back to there. Uh, you know, and then, you know, my mom's family, like I said, my uncle was born there. My dad's family, uh, his older brother and, and two of his older sisters were, were born in Italy. So um, his, um, my youngest aunt with him and my father were the only two that were born in America from that family. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if Letizia can uh, jumpstart <laughs> these strings. <laughs> jumpstart these people over there and, and uh, yeah. get them to give give us a break. Yeah, I, I I have heard that they're trying to do um like heritage excursions, um like different tours of like your ancestral villages and stuff, and um uh, that's definitely something that my family and I would be interested in. Absolutely. Well, the thing that um, the thing that Letizia does, uh, which is pretty neat, is she. That's exactly what she does. But they're not canned tours. They're they're um, set up for your family. So that's what we were going to do. And she uh, she wouldn't tell me everything that was going to happen. But what she did tell me was they were going to bring me to some of the ancestral homes. Um, for example, on my um, on the Duchess's side, her family home is now the um, city hall on Capricotta up in the mountains outside. Oh, wow. I bet that's so grand. Some of my, <laughs> uh, some of my, um, from, from uh, Calabria, some of the homes are still there from the Piramalo family. And my one cousin said, you know, she was going to, you know, take us down there. And uh, so there's several places that are scattered around. The, the Grand Hotel, one of the big hotels in Naples, uh, the Hotel Caracciallo, was uh, my ninth great-grandfather's home. Wow. Uh, and it had really fallen into disrepair. And since, um, I don't know how many years, maybe the last 20 years or something like that, they actually, you know, fixed it up and opened a hotel. So, you know, obviously we're going to go there. But that's that's right on the street where uh, I found the birth and death records for my great-grandmother uh, and most of her family. And, and they must have owned the whole street. It's one of the main streets in Naples. And they must have owned the whole street because 
the records show this person was born at number 23, this person was born at number 28, this person died at number 30. So, and when you look at the street now, you could see that it was almost like um, like a row of, of, apartment, of, of apartments, like all together. Wow. So they must have all lived there, and that's, you know, that, that was it. And when we went to Naples 20 years ago, I had no idea that we were at the train station in Naples, and they lived a half a mile from the train station, and I had no idea back then. Oh, no. So, you know, I... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I was so pumped to go, as you could imagine. Absolutely. Uh, and then we had this virus. We were going to try again this fall, but that wasn't going to work. So we're shooting for May, keeping our fingers crossed that, you know, they come up with a vaccine or some other. But, you know, Italy, they're fine over there now. Yeah, I know. Because they have been watching yeah. movies. Well, yeah, I really hope that you can get there. And and I, I'm hoping my family and I can go visit um, this next fall, um, too. Hopefully next year, you know, hopefully that uh, everything kind of works out for us. Um, we have, so we went to Matera, um, and at the time we didn't, you know, we hadn't looked at any records. And now I, I have the records, so I, I see, like, the Policellis that live there, um, I see that they're, you know, their houses, I can see, I went to Google uh, Maps and I could see their, you know, the, the houses and where they lived. And I'm really hoping to visit there. And maybe I, I haven't found um, any family on that side, but I'm really hoping that before we go, I, I can try to make contact with someone. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you will eventually. And, you know, my, my great grandparents home where my uncle lived, uh, is still there in Torito. Um, and my cousin was there, I think, probably last year sometime. And, you know, and he was in the square where uh -huh. he lived. He was about three when he came over, so he didn't remember everything. But his sister had gone, his older sister, and she had gone to the, the church where they went. And, you know, she knew all the, the streets and everything like that. But oh, one of the it. cool things with my uncle was um, my cousin, my youngest cousin from, from that uncle, he um, taped uh, an interview with my uncle in Bares before he passed away. So I was begging him to translate it into English. And uh, finally, he, he did it with his sister. And it was just amazing because he chronicles his life from roughly, I want to say, about 1906 until he came to America in, in you know, 1950-ish. Uh, so, you know, he talks about, you know, going through the town with my great-grandfather. My great-grandfather owned a cow, and he would <laughs> walk through the town with my uncle. And um, if you wanted milk, they would stop in front of your door, milk the cow, and <laughs> give you the milk. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, what it was like, you know, through the war years and, uh, you know, meeting um, my aunt and, you know, with my aunt. He, even though she, I don't think she was rich either, she apparently was from one station above him, and the family did not like him at first. And then finally, uh, he went into the army, I think, and when he came back, they finally agreed to let him, to, to let them get married. Uh, and then, you know, then he talks about, you know, the war and all that kind of stuff, so... 
you are so lucky to have that record. And yeah, it's, that's so interesting that, you know, you can read that and kind of envision what, what he went through and how he lived. That's amazing. Yeah, and, and my cousins, you know, the house where they lived, the house was a, was a two room house. And, uh, one room was, you know, I guess by that time, my great grandparents had died. Uh, one room was from my uncle and aunt and my way, my cousin put it, one of the girls, she said, mom and dad stayed in that room with the newest baby. And she said, we all stayed in the other room. And that was the, you know, their bedroom with a curtain and the living room and the dining room. And they had a the big, big fireplace that was for heat and cooking. Now we were talking 1940s here. <laughs> no, no bathroom, no bathroom. Wow. Bathroom is still out in the back. So, you know, I've talked to my cousins, you know, about it. And, you know, my other cousin, she was, uh, she was about 10 when the war started. And so she remembers, you know, the Germans bombing and, uh, uh, selling things on the black market and, you know, not, you know, not, not having enough to eat and eating beans and, and things like that. And, and she said, you know, and by comparison to some of the other people, they were well off because they at least had the house that was theirs. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, that's a, you know, real connection that, you know, still people that I could talk to about it and giving me their insight and, um, what it was like, um, so I want to ask you uh, one other thing. Um, you um, you mentioned um, some roadblocks that you had. Is um, is there anything about that that where you really stuck? And also, what have you found that kind of just you know blew you away? Sure. So some of the roadblocks um, are mostly you know some of the Antonati records just not being very clear and not being able to read those. Um, and also, um, it just is so time consuming. So we, we did, um, hire a genealogist for a little bit. Um, and I have been able to, um, sort through the records, but you know, I, I have young kids, so I don't have a lot of time. <laughs> I'm a working mom and I don't have a lot of time to just comb through those records and try to make sense of some of them. Um, so that's the the biggest roadblock. Um, also, um, some of the records don't go back very far, um, or, or the ones that are back farther are just so hard to read, um, just not very clear, um, maybe bad scans. So th that has been my biggest roadblock. Um, and I guess the, the most exciting thing for me um, was to kind of see... Um, my family came from a village in um, Lorenzana, and then they immigrated, the Donofrios immigrated to Ferrandina. And um, on family search, I was able to um, kind of piece together uh, the records from Antonati, and I found a fourth cousin that is Donofrio um, cousin. Um, and, you know, it was just amazing being able to get in touch with her. She lives in Matera and kind of, she said, yeah, you still have family, you know, and, and Ferrandina and Matera. And um, we're just kind of waiting for you to be able to come visit. And um, we want to show you around and 
Um, we want you to meet all of us. And so that for me was just um, the most gratifying part of all my hard work and hours putting into trying to find um, find ancestors and research. And, and I have a long way to go. Um, I, I haven't been able to track the Policelli side very far. I know my great great grandfather had a twin, and I'm sure other siblings, and I'm sure they're probably, you know, some of them might still be in Matera. And I really, really want to kind of just crack away at that and um, find more relatives. Um, another big moment also was figuring out that my grandfather had cousins in New York and just how the family had no idea. My aunts and uncles were like, they had no idea that, that um, there's second cousins out there and um, finding out that they also um, that line of the family also has Huntington's disease was kind of like, wow. Um, you know, it's just, it's a disease that's kind of hit my family kind of hard and hearing that, you know, my great grandfather's sister also had it. Um, it's just really, it's kind of amazing to put, connect the dots, I guess. Yeah, and I have the same issue with the, the Antonati that you have. I always, my records are always written by the guy who writes like me, and you can't read any of it. <laughs> you go, I'm going through these records, and all of these people have this beautiful script, and then I get to yeah. mine, and it's the, it's the, the worst handwriting in the world. Uh, but I know. Yeah, and, and I had the same experience that you had, because, you know, for my grandmother's family, I never thought for a second that I had any relatives over there yeah it's amazing distant or not. yeah and uh obviously they didn't know about me so you know they were kind of shocked at least a couple of them were kind of surprised that um you know that they had a, a cousin in in the united states and i found that once we started uh you know comparing things like i have a i have a card i, I call it his uh calling card. I have a card from my grandfather, my great grandfather that has the crest on it and his name. And it says it's from, he's from the Dukes of Capricotta. And so wow. when I, when I sent that to them, one of them sent me back a card from about the 19. Now my grandfather's card is probably from around 1900. They sent me back a card from one of their relatives, um, one of their grandfathers from around 1960. And it was very similar. So it was like, like this was, you know, amazing. And then <laughs> we sent some pictures back and forth. And there's one picture of a person um, that while he, you know, he doesn't look exactly like my father, you could definitely see the family resemblance. Oh, absolutely. Um, but one of the most amazing things was my second cousin, they sent me a photo. Uh, one of the cousins sent me a photo of herself when she was probably, you know, early 20s. And I looked at this photo and she looks exactly like my cousin Susan. I mean, <laughs> if you put the pictures next to each other, they could be sisters. They could be almost twins. Wow. That is so amazing. I love hearing those stories. Um, yeah. And uh, so... You know, that to me was the most exciting thing was to finding, like you said, to find that you actually had, still had 
cousins over there uh, that you could talk to and ask them what it was like and compare notes and do things like that. So, uh, and and my wife thinks I'm nuts. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, my husband does too. He's like, what is this obsession with Italy? And, you know, I, I he, he does. He doesn't really get it. But then he's also like in awe about it too. <laughs> well, and, we, and, and, you know, there's, there appears to be, you know, one of us in every family that has this craziness. And I was speaking to, um, she's a genealogist, but she's also a spiritualist. And, and I was talking to her about it. And she said, you know, she said, it's not an accident. She said, they want us to know. She said, and that's why when these things pop up, it's because somebody pushed it that way. Now you could think that she's nuts, so you could also say, "Well, you know, yeah, maybe." Uh, but I've I've talked to several other people um, that had similar stories. And one person I interviewed, uh, this was amazing. She was she was looking for people. Uh, didn't know anything about the town where she where she came from. Uh, she knew that her uh, one of her grandparents had no nobody to leave the property to and they left it with a they gave the property to a friend she was looking for a place to stay like a B&B or something like that she narrowed it down out of she said about 50 she narrowed it down to two and she did like eeny meeny mighty mo I'm going to take this one when she called to book it they asked, oh, why, why are you staying there? This is such a small place. So she explained her family and gave them the last name. And the woman said, hold on, I'm going to go get my mother. Oh my they were the people that inherited the land from her great-grandparents. Wow. That is such an amazing story. I love hearing that. <laughs> it gives me hope, too. Like, you know, just that, that uh, kismet or how, how that just kind of happens. It's just amazing. Um, when we, we were in Matera, we stayed in um, one of the cave hotels and um, a lot of my aunts, you know, were sleeping it and they just felt like, wow, we've been here before. Like it was just so comfortable, the city and the, you know, every, the ambiance. It was like, you know, that memory of their ancestors. It, it was, it's just an amazing thing that happened. Yeah, no, I, I felt like that when I was I was in Italy. My wife was saying, she said, you love it here, don't you? I said, I feel like I belong here. And I don't think yeah. everybody I don't think everybody has that feeling. I, I just think it's you know, it's ingrained in in certain people to want to do this, to want to find this. And I you know, I don't know what the reason is. Like my, you know, none of my cousins, you know, my brother, I said they they could they could care less. I find something, they say, oh that's nice. But I have that drive and I don't know why. Absolutely. I'm the same way. And, and I have cousins that, that aren't really interested and um, I'm that way. And then I have some aunts that are that way. And um, we're just like, okay, we're going to make it happen. Like let, let's find a village in Italy and, and buy a property or buy a, a house, a vacation home or, or my aunts want to retire there. And, and we just have that drive to, to kind of go back to our roots and, and it's just a, it's a special thing for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you taking the, the time, Desiree. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It wasn't so bad, was it? 
No, it wasn't bad at all. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook in the Italian Genealogy Group or at www.italiangenealogy.blog.